Welcome to Zain and Hailama's podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. We hope that the word will encourage you to do great things for God. All right. So today's topic is how to deal with the devil in your life. And um, you know, many people and Christians are often attacked by uh, spiritual forces that they, they don't even understand or or even know how to overcome. And I wanted to give you five points today that'll help you overcome any schemes of the devil and help you win in your spiritual life. You know, because you know, God didn't call us to lose. God didn't call us to uh, be in bondage. God didn't call us to have to fight the devil every minute of our life. And, and you hear it so often. You hear all oh, that devil's attacking me and people go through an entire life thinking that the devil's attacking them and thinking that the devil is putting all of these things on them and they never make it in life because they think that the devil's constantly on them. So I'm going to give you five points today on how to begin to overcome the devil on, in your life. You have anything before we get started? No. No. All right. I will chime in when I have to because I did. <laughs> he did today's lesson. All right. If you have your Bibles, I want to turn to a scripture in Matthew 28. <clears throat> I can read for you if you want me to. That'd be great. Okay. Matthew 28? Yeah. Okay. 28 what? All right. Um, I wish I had my other Bible now. Hold on. I think starting at verse... All right, start at verse uh, 16. Okay. And the first point is, we need to understand that Christ has already won. And many times, we get this representation that Christ and Satan are in this arm wrestling battle. And I've seen people post it on Facebook. You, you see it. And, you know, being in church uh, my whole life, you know, you, you see it, this thing where... People think Satan and the devil are constantly in this fight. But the thing is, Jesus has already won. When he died on the cross, he paid everything. You no longer have to walk in sin. You no longer have to have what the world has. You can have the blessings of God. And go ahead and read that, starting at verse 16. Okay, Matthew twenty-eight sixteen. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All right. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And that happened once Jesus had died. He had taken the keys from death, hell, and the grave and gave them to us so we can have eternal life. We no longer have to be bound because Jesus already paid for it. Jesus is not in the, um, you know, Jesus is not fighting the devil. And, you know, even proof in that, even in Ephesians, talking about the whole armor of God, the Bible says, we, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the evil principalities of this dark world. We are the ones who are fighting. We are the ones who are running the race. Jesus already gave us everything we can have. So first point, Jesus has already won. Our Lord and Savior here has already given us the victory. Have anything? Yeah, and even um, when we become a Christian and the Holy Spirit comes and lives in us, that's the power 
God has given us that power. Even be in the book of Acts, when they, um, the day of Pentecost, and they were all baptized in the Holy Ghost, that gave them the power. And Jesus told mm -hmm. them to wait before they go out and to, um, to do ministry be, until the Holy Spirit, until the promised one comes and so they had to wait on the holy spirit to come so that they could be empowered to go out and do the works right. that um god has called them to do right well and that is exactly my second point oh. <laughs> we have the holy spirit living on the inside of us we no longer are you know we have um jesus living <clears throat> inside of us and i'm just gonna go ahead and read a scripture and luke 24 49 see if I can turn there. Let's see if you can turn there. <laughs> Might be difficult. Mm -hmm. Luke 24, 49. And behold, I am sending the promise of my father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power, clothed with power from on high. And you know, this, I'm going to give you a few more scriptures, but this talks about the power that they, um, God gave us for this wor world. And um, even in Acts 1 8. I'm going to turn there. New Bible, I'm having a hard time flipping pages. <clears throat> you got it? Oh, no. Well, I thought you were, so. Yeah. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria to the ends of the earth. You will receive power. And then one more scripture, John 16, 13. I already got it. When the spirit of truth comes upon you, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the father is, is mine. Therefore, I said he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Everything Jesus had on this earth, he is declaring it to us. We and you know, we see Jesus. He did mighty things on earth. He healed the sick. He healed contagious diseases. He raised the dead. And he says, everything that you saw me do, everything that was mine, I am declaring it unto you. So that's the power that they gave us. You know, it is not a power to be subject to everything that the devil throws at us. It is not to be subject and us walk through a life saying, oh, I, I don't know. I just can't wait till we get to heaven. I can't wait till, you know, we get to glory land one day. But no, it's when we, we have power here now on earth, power here on earth to, um, you know, show the devil's place in your home. You know, don't let him run over your family. Don't, when your kids are sick, and especially during this time, I, I was in the store today. I grabbed some, I was there to pick up something and you know, you, you see these kids, they've got their noses red, they've got their eyes watering, you know, they, and a lot of kids are sick right now. You know, we had to, school got cut out, um, I'm a social worker, so work even got put behind because kids are getting sick. Take dominion over your home. Take dominion over sickness and disease. When we have something come against our home, my first reaction, you know, you weren't feeling good this day, today, earlier. This day. Or, yeah, this day, but you weren't feeling good earlier today. I, I laid my hands on her. I said, you're going to be healed. I'm praying for you. Take a 20-minute nap. When you wake up, you'll be completely fine. 
and now she's feeling better. You know, take authority over your home. You don't have to have what everyone else is having. And I talked about that, um, just even about the flu and, and the um, coronavirus stuff and everything that's going on around. Yeah, and I touched on that um, earlier this week. Take authority. God's given you authority over the power of the devil. Yeah. Point two, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. <clears throat> you have anything to add? Yeah, and wherever the Holy Spirit is, you can, there's no sickness or disease. There's nothing can stand in the presence of the Holy Spirit. The presence of God cannot sickness, disease, um, anything of the enemy cannot stand in the presence of God because the presence of God is holy and mm -hmm. it's powerful. Not even, even back in the Old Testament, not even people who were unclean could go into the presence of God. Only the priest could be able to do that, but because Jesus um, died on the cross and he tore that veil, and now we have access into the presence of God, and now we the presence of God does not live in the Ark of the Covenant. It lives in mm -hmm. us. We are the carriers of the Holy Spirit. Um, so now we have that Spirit in us, and even in the Bible it says the same power that raised Christ from the dead, or the same Spirit that rise, rose Christ from the dead, now dwells in me mm -hmm. dwells in you when you are a holy um, when you are born again when you are saved the holy spirit comes and lives in you and you now have the same power that jesus mm -hmm. christ walked on earth with yeah you have the same power living in you inside of you the same power jesus carried is inside of you point two we have the holy spirit we have jesus when you receive jesus that lives on the inside of you point three Allow no foothold to the devil in your life. And what I mean by that, you must be sin free. You got that in Ephesians? All right. I can get it. You must live sin free. Your life cannot look like the rest of the world's. Because, I mean, even in sin, if the devil grabs a hold of you on an area in sin, he can torment you in that area. He can attack you. He can attack your family. And, you know, that's why it's so important to watch what you put in your eyes, what you put in your heart. Because if you allow an open door for the enemy to attack you and, and a weak spot in your home, then he can, I mean, even the Christian families, you know, with horror shows and stuff with demonic um, scenes in shows, that stuff can enter your home, Christian or not. Because if you open a, a door to something, you're welcoming it in. That's why we don't watch stuff like that. We be careful with what we put in our eyes. And when we have kids, we're not going to let them watch the average cartoons that every other kid watches because it opens doors. The Bible says to be careful with what we let into our heart. It, it, you know, it's like that kid song. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. And, you know, it's just such a, a, a basic song. But you have to be careful with what you let in. You cannot let in sin. You cannot open a door to sin. Because it'll overrule you and it'll let the devil toss you around. Yeah. You have that in Ephesians 4.27? Yeah. And it says, and do not give the devil a foothold. Do not give the devil a foothold. And then James 4.7. I think I get, get that one. Do not allow a foothold for the devil. And James 4.7, I actually remember it says, well, it says resist the devil and he will flee. And it says, um, do you have it? I can't remember the 
James? James 4, 7. Resist the devil and he will flee. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And... You want me to continue? Yeah, go ahead. Come near to me, or come near to God, and he will come near to you. All right. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. All right. You have to be clean. Resist the devil and he will flee. It's not... If we allow a little bit of space for the devil to attack... You know, it's like that salesman trying to get his foot in the door. And, you know, he's going – and you see that. If you allow the little areas, if you allow the little things to come in, and it could be very small things, that, that door usually gets wider because if he can get his foot in, he'll keep pushing that until he can overrule your life. You have to be careful with what you let in. And that's where so many Christians are attacked. It is You know, they see stuff in their kids. They see stuff in um, their families that they don't like. And, you know, they wonder, what happened to my family? When did this ever happen? Well, my guess is way back when you let a door open into your life. You have to begin to block off any sin that can enter your home. You can't allow the little things to enter in. You have to have a pure heart. You have to have a clean heart. Sin cannot be dwelling because the devil will kick you around all he wants if there's sin. Yeah. Sin will open up the door for Mm -hmm. the enemy to come in and do whatever he wants to do and the the word of god says that the thief comes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and Mm -hmm. so he comes around like a roaring lion and he he wants to destroy anyone even in john 10 10 it says that the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy but God has come, or Jesus has come to give you life and life more abundantly. So you see in that scripture that the enemy wants to come and steal, kill, and destroy. But you, if you don't have the covering of, of God, if you're not in covenant with God, then you are not under the covering. You are not under his blood that covers you and protects you from every evil thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number four. You have to follow the commands of God. Can you turn to Malachi for me? Three? Yeah. You have, to, you have to obey the word of God. And this is something, you know, this could be a whole sermon in itself, which I, I'm not going to talk on it very long. But you have to be in covenant with God. And you have to obey the commandments of God. You can't just allow your life to live the way you want it. And especially when it comes to God's rules. You know, and I'm going to just use tithing in this, as an example. You know, can you go ahead and read Malachi 3, 10 for me? Yeah. Um, and it says, bring... You, wanna, you want me to start at 10? 10, 10 and, and 11. Okay. Yeah. It says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it and what's that part say 11 i will prevent pests from devouring your crops Mm -hmm. and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the lord Mm -hmm. almighty my version says he will rebuke the devourer you know and that's the thing people and you know tithing and money is one of those things that people do not ever tie themselves into and they see finances walk out the door and they see, uh, you know, money. It's like, how come I can never get ahead? How come, you know, we go to church regularly or, you know, we go to church every other week, but if you don't make God a priority, 
then you are allowing things just to come into your life. You know, the Bible says when you bring your tithes, and even in that, with that story, the Israelites were not obeying. God's house was in ruins. And it talks about that, that, and they were wondering, you know, why is our land desolate? Why is our land looking the way it is? He said, because you have forsaken the tithe and offering. He said, when you bring the tithe and offering into my house, see what I will not do, and I will rebuke the devourer. He will rebuke the devourer from eating your crops. And that, that's one of the big things. You know, for us, we've never had medical bills. We've never had bills that other people have to worry about just for the simple fact of us tying ourselves into God and obeying the tithe. And we've never seen money just walk out the door on, on little things, have we? No. You know, we've never watched money just be like, okay, where did this bill come from? Why do we have this showing up? Because we've tied ourselves into the blessing of God. You know, every, yeah, you know, every dollar we make, 10 cents goes out and actually more. But we have tied ourselves into the blessing of God. You know, honoring God's Sabbath. The Bible says to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. Find yourself in a church on Sunday. Don't be wandering. You know, fellowship. It's, what, it's not what pastors say. You know, you hear that a lot. People get mad about pastors wanting them there on Sundays. People get mad about pastors talking about the tithe. But it's not what the pastor says. It's what God's word says. There's blessing that follows when you are obedient to God's word. And you have to be because people expect God to give them a covering over their lives, but they never expect anything for that covering. You know, it's a trade. You, do, you can't expect God to give us something when we're not upholding what the Bible says in our situation. You know, even on your own time, get into Deuteronomy 28. It talks about the blessings for obedience and the cursings for disobedience. And it shows you, if you disobey me, this is what will happen. And if you obey me, watch what I'll do for your land. But it has to be a covenant. You have to be in covenant with God. And you can't just be doing your own thing. There has to be something inside of you that you say, no matter what, I will find myself on a church on Sunday. No matter what, even if I can't pay the electric bill and I have to sacrifice TV or, or you know, heating, I'm going to give my tithe to God. And, you know, if it came, comes down to that, if it comes down to my electric bill or my rent payment over tithe, I'm going to tithe. But the thing is, when I put God first, I never have to worry about yeah. it. I've never been in a financial crisis. I've never been in a financial You know, yeah, it's been tight in some ways. And, and you know, it's way better now. And But God brings us out of a situation when you put him first. Yeah. That's right. You have anything? No, that's good. No. <laughs> Blessings for obedience. If you aren't obedient, the devil can attack you. If you aren't obedient what the word of God says, you know, your life can be run amok. And many Christians never figured this out. And that's why you hear a lot of people say, you know, the devil's just attacking me this week. The devil's just attacking me. But if you follow these five things, you know, and four for the believer, if you follow these things and these principles, it'll change your life. For one, you have to take authority and then you have to obey the commandments of God. And, you know, and those two, you cannot do one without the other. You can not give like command authority over the devil, but if you're not if you're not in covenant with God, then you aren't going to see it. Yeah. And you ha and if you are in covenant with God, begin to claim what is yours. Find scriptures in the Bible that'll back up what you're wanting. If you're needing healthy bodies, if you're needing um, a health breakthrough, begin to find scriptures that speak to your situation. If you need finances, begin to find scriptures and what the word of God says. I just gave a good one. When you bring the tithe and offering into the storehouse, see what I will not do. 
You have to find scriptures. Use the authority God gave you. Amen. My last point, you have to be saved. You have to have Jesus Christ in your heart. Because if you don't, none of this works. None of this works unless you are a born-again believer in Jesus Christ. You have to receive Jesus. And you have to say, God, I'm giving myself fully to you. Because until you do that, the devil has full control over your life. And that's why you see so many worldly people getting into just a ton of stuff because they have no control. That's why you see alcoholism attached to so many people is because they can't break free without the power of God. You, you know, you have to begin to say, I'm going to turn myself fully over to God and receive Jesus Christ. You may be listening to this video saying, I've never made a decision to serve Jesus my life, but I want to do so. I'm tired of the devil running amok of my life. I'm tired of my life being in shambles. I'm tired of my life looking the way it is. I want the best. I want the good things that God has for me. You know, God wants good things for you, but you have to receive them in your heart. So even in that, I'm going to um, bring you in a prayer with me. If this has touched your heart, if what I have said has spoken to you, and you said, you know, I want God in my life. I want Jesus in my heart. I want to be saved so my life can look better. Just, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me and cleanse me. Forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I thank you that you died for me and that you're coming back again for me. Jesus, I thank you that you rose again from the dead and that you're coming back again for me. Now say this as a declaration of your faith. Say, Lord, I thank you that I am saved. I thank you that I'm born again. And I thank you that I'm on my way to heaven and that you're coming back again for me. And that's it. You're saved. You have anything? Um, just in Romans 10, 9, it says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he has been risen from the dead, you will be saved. And that was that prayer. And a lot of people, even in the beginnings of their Christian walk or people who maybe haven't even grown up in church, that's why we go ahead and help you with a prayer so you know how to pray. Because a lot of people, even when I was first saved, I didn't know how to pray. But that's why we're doing that prayer to help you and to and that prayer was to receive Jesus into your heart. And from here on out, all your sins are forgiven. And that's what the word of God says, that he remembers your sins not. And so just move forward from here. And we want to help you out with whatever we can do from where we're at here. Um, we have a gift that we want to give you. You can just message um, either Zane or I and let us know if you prayed that prayer with us. If Even on replay or on podcast, message us on Facebook, on Messenger or on YouTube because we're going to put this on YouTube after. So wherever that may, may be on whatever platform, message us and let us know if you prayed that prayer with us. Mm -hmm. We want to get a gift to you and we want to see you grow in the Lord and give get you to a church that will grow you spiritually in mm -hmm. the area. Yeah. And 
I'll be putting this on YouTube and all our podcast apps, and we'll be posting that as soon as it's up. But thank you for joining joining us tonight. Hey, Dale. Hi, Mom. Yeah, we love you. Have a good night or rest of your day in Hawaii. I heard it was storming. I can't see any comments. I don't know if Tanya's there. We love you. All right, have a good day.